Hey there, folks. Matt Hunsaker here for the State Tax Show. Today, let's talk about centralized local sales taxes. Sorry for the short absence. I mean, at the end of the day, I am a lawyer first and a podcaster second. And this month has been one of those infrequent occasions where I had to choose between the two. But I think the major fires are out and I am ready to get back on the wagon. Three years have gone by since the United States Supreme Court issued its opinion in Wayfair. And as I think everybody knows by now, that opinion basically says that states may require sales and use tax collection, even if the taxpayer doesn't have physical presence in the state. They just need some ill-defined economic or virtual presence. One of the underlying premises for the decision was that South Dakota had a centralized sales tax collection system. And by that, I mean that state sales and use taxes, as well as local sales and use taxes, are administered by the same body. And that's not unusual. But as soon as Wayfair came out, all eyes turned to Colorado and Louisiana that have given localities much broader authority to enact, administer, and collect sales and use tax. The thought then, and now, is that these states with a bunch of independent local taxing jurisdictions make compliance so difficult that the court in Wayfair would have found these systems unduly burden interstate commerce unless a taxpayer is physically present. Louisiana, which has one of the most Byzantine local sales tax systems, recognized this risk. In Louisiana, parishes, they collect their own taxes and conduct their own audits. So you can be under audit for the same tax period by multiple different parishes. And this makes compliance in Louisiana a complete nightmare. But the state has been working on this issue. And those efforts culminated in Constitutional Amendment 1, which would have created a centralized commission to handle all state and local sales and use taxes. The commission would have been called the State and Local Streamlined Sales and Use Tax Commission. And that commission would have had eight members. Those members would have been the state revenue secretary or a designee, and then an appointee from the governor, the House speaker, and the Senate president. The final four positions would have come from four local government groups. And this was a bit of a concession because the parishes were a little bit hesitant to cede their taxing uh, administration authority to the state. And so the way it was set up is that any regulations or rules by the commission would have had to have been passed by a two-thirds vote. And since the local groups had four seats, they could have effectively blocked anything if they worked together in concert. The commission would have been able to develop rules for centralized audits and other regulations really designed to simplify sales tax compliance. Now, the Constitutional Amendment didn't spell out everything involving the commission, 
some of that would have had to have come by uh, acts of the legislature. But that's kind of the broad structure that the constitutional amendment would have set forth. Now, you may have noticed I've been using the term would have quite a bit. And that's because despite the stakeholders being somewhat on the same page, over the weekend, the voters rejected the proposed constitutional amendment. I'm not sure if the vote is final quite yet, but as of the weekend, 52% of the vote was against it with all parishes reporting. So assuming that is the final vote, now we'll have to see where the state goes from here. In the meantime, though, it looks like Louisiana parish taxes remain quite vulnerable to lawsuits by out-of-state retailers. Well, that's it for this week. I'll be back next Monday with a new episode of the State Tax Show. Until then, have yourselves a great week. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.